Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Choo Choo Club. Choo Choo! My name is Marcus. My name is Monse. I'm Emily. And I'm Gabby. My name's Kenny. Today, we will be talking about standardized testing. By the time many of you are listening to this podcast, it's probably going to be the day after the first session of AP testing was done, and now they're transitioning onto more computerized and at-home testing. So if you did finish your testing, congratulations, you're done with it. And if you haven't yet finished, this is a good look. You could do it. And now, after these tests, we're going to move away from a stressful time of having to focus too much on testing and we could relax and live our teenage lives. And to all of those that aren't in AP classes or IB classes, you've probably also taken some sort of standardized assessment either through your state exams, SAT or ACT. So today what we're going to do is just we're going to chat about our opinions on the world of standardized exams in America. Okay, so what even is standardized test? So according to the ASCD.org, um, a standardized test is an examination that's administered and scored in a predetermined standard matter. So basically, it's just a test to predict how students will, will do in a form of educational and an educational setting such as the SAT they give you a reading and a math section and a writing section and they determine how well you will do on those you know so just use your brain and a lot of these tests such as the SAT and the ACT are also there to determine your readiness for college as well Mm-hmm. mm-hmm What we're going to do now is that we're going to go through a quick list of pros and cons that people have when it comes to standardized testing, and we're going to see whether we agree or we disagree with them. So, are you guys ready? Hell yeah! So, brought to you by ProandCon.org, pro number one is that standardized tests offer an objective measurement of education and are a good metric to gauge areas for improvement. I think that, well... When you take a test, for example, and you, like, get your score back or something, you can see what you got wrong, and then you can improve for the next time. So I think, like, it is true that standardized tests do allow you to see improvement in your, you know, what you're doing in your areas of study and all that. Mm -hmm. It's a really good measure that they do include, but also, like, uh, never mind. Okay. So, yeah, the measurement could be helpful. Because it does help determine where a student should be, if they should be taking certain classes, what or not. But in the state that America sets up its education with people being in the same grade but taking completely different classes, having standardized exams, especially when it comes like the state exams, and even SAT and ACT probably isn't the best. Because like you could have one student who's taking geometry in one year and another student that's taking pre-calculus and obviously the kid who's taking geometry is probably going to have an idea of what algebra is the kid that's taking pre-calculus probably wouldn't have seen that stuff from a while they could probably know how to do everything because they've already learned it but it could still be kind of hard 
to measure where everybody is. Personally, I think standardized testing as a whole is just it's just so unfair to a lot of students who who do it. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. it's exactly what you said. Mm-hmm, yeah, and it's similar to what you were saying, Emily, our first con that we have actually. And it says that standardized tests only determine which students are good at taking tests, offer no meaningful measure of progress, and have not improved student performance. So it's similar to what Emily was saying before. So what do you guys think about that? I agree. Yeah, completely. I mean, yeah. they're not a good measure of people's skills and usefulness in the future since, you know, the time testing only teaches you certain skills since you have to know these specific things, specific ways of getting these questions done. You know, it's not really strategies, intelligence, but about just getting through this test. And it doesn't really test everything that someone is capable of because, I mean, there are also different forms of intelligence that are more important in the future. So I feel like these tests are pretty useless. Yeah, especially SAT and ACTs. Like, don't sue me, uh, College Board or whoever runs it. But yeah, it's just so useless. Like, why? Why do I have to take a test on something of a random reading essay and a strat the strategies that I have to take in order to succeed and rather than like knowledge that I already know and testing it on that knowledge, not something completely random that's not going to help you in the future. Yeah, I honestly think that when it comes to the SAT, the reading section is kind of weird because you have to analyze a passage and I guess analyzation skills are good or like they come in handy, but I don't know. I feel like the math section, it's easier for people to study for. I mean, for me, I think it's easier for me to study for and for other people too, but the math, it's easier to test skills and like how you evolve your skills and practicing. Because studying for the SAT reading is kind of difficult. I don't know. It's just like with the math, there you just study specific things. And if you're good at that, you're good at that. But then, I don't know. I feel like the reading is much more harder to study for. Yeah, reading for yeah. Me is the hardest part on the SAT. And I don't just like, I just can't get through the question, all the questions on time because it's just so much. And I think mm. on a lot of standardized tests, there's like more useful skills. That, that, that they could test you on than just like, you know, reading a passage and answering questions on it. I never finish my, like, any standardized testing. Like, I, I always have, like, a portion that I, that's missing. But, like, I use the strategy of just bu- bubbling all, just one whole column. Like, let's say I chose the letter A, and I just bubble in all of those, like, in within the last five minutes before, like, you know, they call time. Um, but I think I do a lot better in reading than in math. Because I feel like it's harder for me to, like, assess in math because, like, if it's just basic skills or, like, formulas that you're supposed to use, let's say, that they just add one other little factor within the question where you did the whole work, but then you forgot to, like, add or subtract whatever answer you got, and then you you just get it wrong because of just one step that you missed. Yeah. Or there's just, like, so many questions. For, like, free response, I didn't know how to put in the numbers in. Yeah, like, and another thing, like, once I said before, like, for example, with the math for the SAT or the ACT or anything, um, ima- like, imagine you're taking, like, a pre-calculus class, 
and someone is someone that's in the same grade as you that's also taking the SAT is taking like algebra or geometry. They're not gonna have the same like this. They're not gonna have the same skills, and they're not gonna know a lot of the stuff that's on the SAT compared to someone taking the pre-cal class. So that's true. It's also Completely like very unfair. Yeah, a friend of mine is algebra two when we were practicing for the SAT. And back in when we were at Algebra 2, we learned about the unit circle already. And then she had, um, she was struggling with the unit circle because she, she hadn't learned it yet. So come the SAT time, if she hadn't learned it yet, by the time um, she had to take the test, then, you know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it's an yeah. unfair advantage because those people that are in like the lower the like the lower classes in math that haven't learned those specific skills yet they probably do lower on this math on the math sections than other people and it's it's just unfair i think people should have an equal advantage on it so mm-hmm. not everybody has equal footing on this exam i mean sure there's like stuff about the classes but there's also people that have access to like specific tutoring that are in better schools yeah mm-hmm. they have people who prepare them specifically for these tests and not everybody has access to that yeah and that's an actually another con that people bring up is that standardized tests are racist classist and sexist so mm-hmm. yeah exactly because it benefits more to people who are rich because rich people will spend a ton of money on tutors for their child and all this like work and books and stuff while other people that don't have that advantage and don't have that money are going to probably going to do lower cuz they don't have the preparation as someone who has a ton of money and has rich parents i don't know um, but the same it's because also the tutors that like you know like hire um the high class like when they like they pay the tutors it's like for those specific skills or strategies that they're showing their child. It's not the same thing when we're learning math or reading in normal school because sometimes they can show us like like the long way instead of the shortest way on how to answer a question or the vocabulary that you need to utilize, you know, to assess certain questions. And it's not direct, like it's not like straight to the point. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. It's also like the education. Yeah, and although standardized testing, the idea there is good, you know, to see where everybody is and to, like, measure, be a measure of the group. I think that's that idea. It's been around for years, thousands of years. It's there. But unfortunately, with the setup of the American education system, it doesn't really play out as well as they intend for it to work. Yeah, yeah. It's more, it's more idealistic than realistic. Yeah, I think people should just test based on, oh, are you better in math or and not because standardized testing like the SAT, the ACT, uh, call like any college exam that like the APs and stuff, they become a competition. It's more like a competition of who will get the higher score. In order to get a better future, and I don't think that should that I don't think that's good because people people have they they are smarter in different subjects. Not everyone is good at reading. Not everyone is good at math. Not everyone is good at both. You know, someone can be good at science or something, and they don't test you on that unless it's like I don't know the ACT. 
But not even the ACT tests you on science. It tests you on how well you read. So... Yeah, but that brings up another question. It's because, like, there are other assessments like the AP exams and IB exams where if people or students are interested in testing their knowledge in a certain test or, like, area, they can take those classes and take those tests because although the SAT did and the College Board did remove those, the subject tests, there are different worries, like, if you're interested in showing your interest and your intelligence in science you could take ap chem ap bio ap environmental and still be able to display those that interest and that intelligence so that's another way another question yeah that's the thing too is that another another factor is that for for example i don't know since i did take ap bio there were not a lot of evolution questions yet i personally and I do better on, like, the evolution chapter than, like, the cellular respiration chapter, for example, or the enzyme chapter. So, for me, that's the thing, is that for a lot of these AP exams, they test you on more, they give you more questions, and by more, I mean, like, most, by harder subjects rather than an overall, like, like I guess... To equal it out, like, between different units, they only focus mostly on this one subject or something. So I don't think AP, AP exams really, they really test on, on your education on it. Especially since AP, like, a lot of AP exams are actually harder than what you actually learned in, in your actual class throughout the year. So mm-hmm. Yeah. When it comes it's also studying, not very fair to, like, also, like students who are taking three to four AP exams and you have to learn everything that you learned the whole year for three to four classes if you're taking if you're taking that many classes it's just not fair you know yeah Yeah, and something that I've noticed that the college board does do a lot is when it comes to their tests they do not equalize it at all because like I took AP chemistry this year and me too yeah and so the test was heavily on acids and bases, and which is a subject or a topic that many people do consider to be harder. And then when you look at biology, based on the College Board test guidelines, majority of the test was supposed to be on ecology and um, evolution. So having one test mainly focused on the hardest topic, another test focused on the easiest topic, or like debatably, does is that fair? Does it like plant pay out? Yeah, definitely. Because if you're not good in one subject and that you're really good in another one, you can show your skills, I guess, in that subject more, and that would have like a greater impact on your score. But if it's just one mm-hmm. subject that can that takes up the whole exam that you don't know about, then you can't really show your skills if you don't know about it, and it's mostly the exam. Yeah. yeah. And- Oh, and also, uh, just, again, I keep talking about AP Bio, but that's just because I took the exam, and that's, like, the most recent one that I remember, but with AP Bio, it's not even, like, more, it's not even about the, like, obviously, it's about the science you learned throughout the year, but they're also including your literacy skills and your reading comprehension skills and how well you read and analyze the information, which... Although, yeah, it may 
it may combine with the with the sciency part of AP Bio, but the fact that they put that most of the questions, if not all of the questions, like they 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 I don't know I guess that they they want you to have that literacy and reading skills that you're supposed to have I guess. And a lot of people may just be better on the bio-sciencey skills and not the reading skills. Like, for example, me, I have a harder time in reading science, reading science stuff. So, yeah, it's just a lot of their AP questions, they're, it's just mostly reading. It's not science. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that actually brings up another question of, do you guys think that testing like SAT and AP is more on your preparedness to the test or your actual knowledge it is not about knowledge it's not about knowledge the whole education system in america isn't about knowledge it's not about making us a stronger smarter people i mean the only reason that it's being done is to make efficient workers that's why we're being tested on these things that's why we're having time tests where we have to memorize information looking who can memorize things the best who can get these things the best to make people to do specific tasks i mean they're not looking for people who are creative they're not looking for people of different kinds of intelligence they're just looking to create workers i mean that's all it is to it yeah and Mm -hmm. also see who's the again they are classes like they to see who is who has the, enough money to buy tutors and buy all these skills and books to to have these strategies and stuff in the test like who can wait who can spend their money more and that's another thing is i know we're getting a little bit off topic but that's you uh if you see like a lot of statistics a lot of high paid jobs those people come from high paid parents like doctors i you you don't see a lot of doctors who came from the bottom with no money you see a lot of doctors who got all that tutoring got all that the books and all the skills and they probably have rich parents as well you know so no it's a little bit off the standardized testing topic but you know yeah, I mean, no, because the standardized testing is a roadblock for these people. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so obviously flawed, uh, you know. Yeah, they want you to be more efficient with your time usage. Um, but, like, they're not focused on, focusing on, like, more, like, the knowledge. knowledge. Like, yes, they give you, like, questions on, oh, like, you know, like, knowledge-based questions. But, like, they make it, a, a, like, harder. You know, like they yeah. want you to use your brain more, I guess, and use your time. But let's say you're just like not that well, like prepared, or you just don't know how to word certain items. If you, if you have to like write something, or if it's multiple choice, you're between one or the other, and then you just happen to pick the wrong one. Like, what are you I supposed mean, yeah, to do? Yeah, but I think that has to do more with your own preparedness for the exam rather than how the like the exam itself. Like, if you have the right test taking skills or not. But something that I do want to add on to what Kenny said before is a pro that people have for testing is that standardized test scores are a good indicator of college and job success. And when I think about that, I think about employers and how when they're employing somebody, they're not looking for somebody who does the job right and slow. They're looking for somebody that does the job right and fast. So is that why 
tests are heavily influenced by the timing aspect. Yeah, see, uh, although yeah. I kind of agree with it, at the same time, though, some, a lot of people, they, they need time. Like, t- the timing, for example, like, for me, the timing and timers and all that, it really, really stresses me out to the point where it act, the stress from the timing actually affects your overall score on the test because you're so focused on, oh, am I going to have enough time? Am I going to finish all the questions? And not, am I going to get this question right? What am, am, if what I'm doing is correct or not. It's more focused on how much time do I have left. So. The pressure. And because you have a time limit like that, you're like more stressed. So even if you like did prepare a lot, then maybe you won't, you won't be able to show those skills or show your preparation because the stress has like set in and the time running out. So you won't yeah. be able to like, you know. And yeah, the importance and the pressure of the test that you're yourself. taking, because, you know, some people, you know, they tell you, oh, my goodness, this test is super important. It's like life changing. You have to do like really well on it. Like, yes, you know that. But like that also like puts more stress on you, more pressure. And you're just not going to feel good about it when, when you're taking it. Yeah. See, that's a, that's another factor of it is that. A lot of people and a lot of teachers and tutors and all these people, like college board, they always stress enough that this test is a life-changing test of whether you're going to succeed in the future, which I think is honestly, personally, complete BS because you can, you can do bad on, like, if you're not a good test taker, you can not do the best, but that doesn't, that's not an automatic you're going to fail in life. (laughs) Yeah, especially since a lot of testing does gain you access to scholarships and opportunities, especially with the National Merit exam. The stress of having to take these exams in order to achieve some sort of economic leverage when going to your higher education can be kind of stressful. And it's also, it's not really, I don't think it's kind of fair in the sense that People who do have the resources and have the abilities to prepare for these exams are the ones that are going to be more likely to get higher scores and actually gain access to the scholarships that these exams provide. But that's another thing. Sorry, Kenny. You can go next. But that's another thing is that I think that's like a little bit unfair because what I said before, like the rich people that come from rich households that actually do have that money to buy tutors and stuff, they don't need the money for national merit. They can, like, a lot of, although, yeah, money's good for a lot of people, but those rich households don't need it as much as someone who doesn't have the money to pay for college, you know? And they don't have the money for, for tutoring and all this stuff. Yet, they are smart in different ways. But National Merit likes to focus more on the money. No. So what were you going to say, Kenny? About, you know, how the things with scholarships and other ways to get into colleges. I mean, either way, thing is, there's first, you wouldn't be able to get into a good school that, you know, you would feel passionate about without those scores, which would have nothing to do with what you're going to do. And second... There's more to um, passions and uh, 
uh, jobs than just, you know, the arts and sports and things that are more academic oriented. So, I mean, it really limits the, um, the options that students have when they're looking towards the future. I mean, plus, sure, like when you're looking at standardized testing, I mean, an idea, it's good since you want to see, okay, who can think the best, who can get to the best, but, you know, we have them, you know, working for us, so we have, like, the best people. Yeah, sure, that's, like, good in theory, but, I mean, the way it's being shown right now in practice, it's clearly classist because you have the underprivileged that are getting stepped on because they're not able to get that far, and, you know, they're not meet, reading, meeting their max potential, you know, and it's just extremely unfair. So All right, so moving on to our next topic, we're going to be talking about the 2019 to 2022 school year and the AP testing season. As many of you know, if you've been aware of the news, there's a pandemic going on and it was rampant during the end of the last scholastic year. And because of this, AP and College Board had to switch up its style of testing for that academic school year. So what they did is that they shortened the normal, usually three-hour, three-hour, 15-minute test to 50 minutes, and they only give people about, like, one to two questions. There are no multiple choice, and it's all heavily writing-based. So you could do either an FRQ, a free response question, a DBQ, a document-based question, or whatever they decided to give you for your specific subject. So there was a major shift in the whole testing scenario, um, what people had been preparing for, and many people were upset about this. I mean, yeah, that's yeah. kind of unfair how they blindsided the students because, I mean, these tests are important for their future, you know, and sure, 2020, unprecedented times, you know, but it's not really that fair to students have been spending their whole year, you know, working towards a specific exam and teachers are told like how the exam is supposed to be, you know, so they set their students up for success and for all that to change. That's pretty, you know, nasty. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And we would be only tested on like one question. So like an entire year's worth of knowledge and learning and all that on one question was a little bit unfair too, because like maybe we weren't comfortable with the topic or something. And if we got that on the on our exam, then what would we do, you know? Yeah, and I think in a perfect example of this was last year. Marcus and I, we both took AP Biology. And I don't know about other people, but I saw with me and Marcus is that, Marcus, you felt comfortable with what you were doing, right? Yeah, I felt like I knew what I was doing. Yeah, and then you look at somebody else like me. I came to the question personally. And it was a topic that I actually did struggle with a lot. And so having my entire year taking AP Biology summed up into one or two writing questions, you know, that isn't a fair assessment of my actual knowledge in the subject. Yeah. Like, for example, I took uh, AP World last last year and I took that exam and it was a DBQ and our, it was like on religious freedom I think or something like that and yeah it's just a whole like what Mark said a whole year's worth of studying for so many topics just for one question 
that a lot of people may have struggled with or just all this, like, I don't know. It's just, it, it was kind of just unfair of how much we stressed over this and how much anxiety we had over this exam only to get one question and that that determines our entire year's worth of studying and taking this class and course like mm. yeah and it wasn't only the knowledge aspect but it was also like everything that was going on like whether you're going to have internet or not whether you're going to have interruptions technical difficulties or even if you're like a whole exam was going to submit so there's a huge amount of stress on test takers to succeed yeah and it was also like kind of unfair to the people who have struggled because of covid for example like they had to the people that took those exams that might have struggled with with like covid maybe they lost a family member or they don't they're not financially stable so they there's a lot of issues because of covid that it's kind of unfair to them because they have to take it in at home or they they had to take it as, at a certain time that maybe it wasn't comfortable for them and even if they plea mm-hmm. or ask to change the date for them because of those disadvantages they yeah they like, couldn't do it yeah and something that i find bizarre is the fact that they administered all these exams at the exact same time so like, you could have somebody on the east coast taking it at 8 a.m eastern standard time and then somebody in i don't know japan taking it at 3 a.m i don't know the time difference but that's so crazy yeah that wasn't good i yeah i saw a lot of that yeah, that's that. Yeah, that is like unfair though to other countries as well. Because I know they they center they center around the uh, they center on the United States, but the United States isn't the only country that takes those exams. Like what Monte said, so those people who take who live in different countries have to wake up super early, probably have different studying tactics or skills, and they probably yeah, it's like an unhealthy unhealthy timing like at 4 a like i know people who took it at like 4 a.m and it was it, uh, it was just not good so so they would have to like adjust their schedule like when they would go to bed in order to get up to take this exam they'd have to like shift their um they have to change their schedule to accommodate for this one exam on that day yeah exactly and it doesn't even it probably doesn't even like determine how well they did in the class because they're probably going to be tired at four uh, imagine taking an exam at 4 a.m in the morning like that's awful so do you think that maybe they could like taken more time to think about how they're going to distribute the test like and just give it to you guys later like maybe in mid-june yeah that's another thing yeah is that they didn't they still kept the same time the same day and they didn't think of it like i understand covid in the united well in the united states at least um it was obviously just a quite a surprise how quick it spread to the point where we had to social distance and quarantine um but they couldn't at least like hold back the exam a little bit due to all the the information that we've probably missed like for example with 
with us we had to we had quarantine we started quarantine in like march 12th or something and we didn't have school for like two or three weeks so all those two or three weeks we could have been studying for this we could have learned more knowledge about the ap subjects but yeah they we obviously we didn't have that so there you go yeah many thoughts were spilled on standardized testings. How do you guys feel? Miserable. Miserable. <laughs> Awful. Yeah. Stressed. It's a bit stressful. Yeah. Anxious. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> These are the side okay. effects. Side effects. Testing. <laughs> Well, thank you everyone for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode on standardized testing and you learned a bit of our opinions. Um, stay tuned for our next episode and check out our YouTube channel. We have a stream of us playing Roblox. If you're interested in gaming, check that out. Hell yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it was really fun. <laughs> check out our Instagram. You know, um, listen to us wherever you can listen to the podcast. Chatter Join our Discord up. server. Sorry, Monse. <laughs> Join our Discord server. Um, our Instagram handle is the Choo Choo Club official. So, oh yeah, we're the official Choo Choo Club. So drop a follow, and we hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you, passengers. Choo-choo. Choo-choo. Choo-choo.